without that being played, we welcome you aboard another exciting week of the Andy and Amanda Show. And, um, you know what? But until then, please look upon this house as your own. And we'll see you next week. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's go. All right, then. Bye. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Good night. (laughs) Are you doing good? Good afternoon. Good morning, good evening, everybody, whatever time it is, wherever you are in the world. How you doing? I'm doing great, Amanda. How are you doing over there in the UK? Yeah, I'm doing good, and I hope our listeners are doing good also. It's been a, a great weekend. Had mm-hmm. some relaxing time yesterday, catching up after a very busy two weeks. How was your weekend? I'm trying to think. What's today? <laughs> uh, it's Monday. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. I guess if I don't remember yeah. much, I guess it must have been all right. Oh, you know? nothing too exciting, to actually. Nothing ah, too exciting. Does it? As long as you enjoyed it, that's the main thing. Working on uh, some tunes. I'm trying to get another album done by the end of December. Hopefully, hopefully it'll happen. Oh, you know, fantastic! Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Getting there. Getting there. Got got some dates Yay. next spring. Going out there with the guitar again, and uh, going to be doing some touring starting March. That's incredible. And, um, hope to get the. There's two albums out there already that were released during COVID, one uh, live mm-hmm. in Hawaii and one done with Chet Gardner, who's been on the show several times. He was in production and played some bass on the album. And that one's called Across 3,000 Miles. They both came out during COVID. That's kind of cool. And uh, and now I'm hoping to get another one out uh, by uh, by the spring to uh, to back up uh, and to provide some uh, tour support. So Fantastic. That is great news. Yeah, but you never know. You know, the way this show is going, which is which is – well, we don't know where it's going. Anyway, um, no, the way this show is going, um, which is pretty darn Im- impressive in terms of numbers and and, and reach, um, mm. I just might stay in California and do this and the hell of tours, you know. <laughs> that was yeah, it. I that get was you. It. Get you work for this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bless you. Well, that's mm-hmm. amazing that you know you you've got that, that that ability to do that. I think that's just that's so cool. You're very talented. Uh oh. What's that? As as you were. What? The heavy breather is back. Oh no. Oh, oh who's my. in line? Oh, he's just tuning in, I guess. Goodness. Oh, you're free to tune in, Darth. Hey, whatever. Better <laughs> float your boat. You're welcome. Is to. he on oxygen by any chance? It sounds like it, doesn't it? Oh, I hope he's okay. I hope so too. Dude. That sounds. That sounds me. good. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. That's Cornell's joined us again. <laughs> yeah, maybe Cor- is that you, Cornell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cornell. Where's Cornell? <laughs> oh, you got excited there for a minute. Listen. Oh yeah, look, the breathing change. Calm, calm, calm yourself. It's okay. Look, breathe <laughs> hey. in through the nose, out through the mouth. <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know. No, no, no. I don't know. Ah, no. He's full of shit. Mm. <laughs> well, it works for me. <laughs> yeah, works for me. Works for me. Um, so anyway, so uh, what's yeah. going on over there? How, what's 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 uh, what's exciting? Wow. Anything at all? All sorts. I mean, I don't know about exciting, but um, craziness. We got a lot of um, anti-vaccination protests that's been taking place around schools, uh, outside schools in the UK. Yeah, mm. there's been a, a lot going on regarding that. Um, Basically, you know, they, um, yeah, miserable, mean, nasty, fucking scumbag. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Calm, yourself. Well, maybe. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, there's, there's, there's oh, oh, just before a lot you, going just on hold that thought yeah. for a second. Just like, a, okay. I want to just tell everybody you're free to join the show at five one five six zero five nine eight 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 or email us. Let us know you'll come on at. Uh, Andy and Amanda show at gmail.com. Okay, I just wanted to get that out. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but go ahead. Yep. It's, so basically, um, schools have been told that COVID teams can vaccinate pupils against their parents' wishes. And this has caused uproar. I mean, parents have gone absolutely mad. They've uh, taken legal proceedings and letters have been distributed to schools around the UK, um, basically with legal uh, threats. That, you know, mm. something will be done if their child is vaccinated. Um, the government guidelines are saying that 
Children aged between 12 to 15 will be administered by school age immunization service. Uh, teams that already carry out flu and human... Oh, my goodness. How do you pronounce this, Andy? Papillomavirus? The what? Papillomavirus. Another one? Papillomavirus, HPV. Uh, vaccinations yeah. in England. <laughs> so, yeah, um, the role of schools will be limited um, to providing a site and distributing information and consent forms to pupils and parents. Um, this, I'm reading this um, off the uh, theguardian.com. Mm. They're another mm-hmm. UK mm-hmm. paper and news uh, source here. Um, so, because mm. the, the BBC are reporting, you know, uh, they, they shared a video and showing the actual mm-hmm. protests outside of schools. Um, mm-hmm. the, the Guardian gave a bit more information. So, yeah, um, basically saying that in, in cases where parents withhold consent, but the child wants to go ahead, the guidelines say the vaccination teams will determine if the child is able to make an informed decision known as Gillick competence and make every effort to contact a parent to check before they proceed. If a parent objects to their child being vaccinated, but the child wants to be vaccinated and is judged to be Gillick competent, the healthcare professional will try to reach agreement between the parent and child. However, the parent cannot overrule the decision of Gillick competent child the guideline states, in that scenario, the child will be vaccinated. Um, in cases where parents refuse consent and a child is not deemed to be Gillick competent or does not want to be vaccinated, the guidelines from the UK Health Secretary, uh, sorry, Security <laughs> Agency mm. say a vaccination will not be given. According to NHS, um, Gillick competence is when children under the age of 16 can consent to their own treatment if they are believed to have enough intelligence competence and understanding to fully appreciate what's involved in their treatment. Hmm. Wow. Um, hmm. So, yeah, that's a brief rundown. People can read further into that because it does go on to explain a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, that's, that, wow, that's um, another level of craziness to everything that's already going on in the UK right now, darling. You know, I mean, hmm. we, this COVID thing has been a, an issue anyway, but... The anti-vaccination thing is just increasing and increasing, especially when now when it's come to children, because of course you had pregnant mothers who were refusing to have the vaccination. And now, of course, it's uh, all aimed around school children. And I can understand the parents' anger of being fo- feeling like they're being forced into something. But at the end of the day, all mm-hmm. those parents been vaccinated? Have they held mm-hmm. out with the vaccinations? Or are they just concerned about their children? I don't know. I mean, that'd be interesting to find out to see if there's there's more to that. Um, so yeah, that's that. But we've also had the um, the local budget. Um, mm-hmm. I say local UK budget um, that's been uh, presented here in the UK, and so you know people have been angry over that as well um, because of uh, price rises um, here in the UK and. Um, mm. What what is what is in the are they angry that it's so high or is it not being attentive enough in particular areas? I think it, it's a bit of both, sweetheart. Um, mm-hmm. I've got in front of me which one just bring up. Hang on, I saved all of this because this was reported at least two weeks ago. We've had so much going mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So the little bit of information is um, there's going to be a universal credit boost. Um, Mm-hmm. Universal credit is something that you can get when you, you, you don't have a, a job and you're, the government are providing you some sort of income to help you to survive. Yeah, that's like unemployment alive. or welfare here in this, uh, in this country. Yeah. It's called universal credit. I like that name better, actually. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, sound like yeah, somebody's, but, on, um, somebody's on welfare or unemployment. It kind of, you know, you know there's, a, there's a stigma attached to that versus universal credit. Sounds like, okay, I'm, I'm getting credit from the government. Help me out right now and until I get myself yeah. situated and landed into a better environment. That's, I like that. You know, we've, we've, we, you know, I'm telling you something. Yeah. You guys have it. In many ways, a lot, a lot better than we do. But, you know, I continue. Yep. Okay. So it says if you are working and also receiving universal credit, which is, you know, mm-hmm. if you've got a very low income, then they can help you, obviously, then you are probably affected by what is officially known as a taper rate. That means the mm. universal payment pedic, pedic, what is it with me today? Payment mm. you receive is reduced mm-hmm. as you earn more. So for every pound earned, sometimes above a base level of earnings known as the work allowance, 
63 pence is automatically deducted from your benefit payment. By reducing mm. that to 55 pence, the Chancellor is allowing people to keep more of what they earn. By raising the work allowance, the same is true. Um, and they're saying, obviously, depending on your circumstances, you could be better off or worse off. Um, and um, we've got the, the rising cost of living. So people have been targeting this as well. That um, It says there's plenty of evidence of prices going up in shops and on bills with the cost of living expected to rise by 4% over the next year, according to official forecasters. There has been a freeze on fuel duty or more, or more than a decade, <laughs> and this will continue for at least another year as drivers are hit by higher prices at the pumps. Uh, about 60% of the price you pay for fuel is tax, a mixture of fuel duty and VAT. Um, however, there will be no measures to assist householders with rising domestic gas and electricity bills. As everybody knows, our energy prices have gone through the roof here. Um, mm. Minimum wages and um, pay packets, um, that's going up from £8.91 to £9.50. Mm. So that's a 6.6% raise. Um, the uh, alcohol, they're, they're changing the way they tax alcohol. So basically... Um, the higher percentage um, of how alcohol, the stronger it is, there will be more tax on it. So things like sparkling wine um, and draft beer, you know, some some of the weaker drinks will be lower in, in tax, mm -hmm. which is great. So it means it'll be cheaper to buy. Good night out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're, you know, planning on doing that, which I think is a pretty good thing considering they've been rising so much over over the years yes um yeah. and cigarettes yeah. i believe there's going to be a seven percent rise um in duty on the hand rolling tobacco um mm. and then you've got tax bill that's going to be affected and that will increase um getting on a plane the cost of domestic flight ticket could be mm -hmm. cut but every long Sorry, every, what is wrong? Very long-haul yeah. flights could get yeah. more expensive. That is because the Chancellor has made changes to air passenger duty, uh, a leave oh. paid by airlines, but ultimately funded by passengers through the cost of their tickets. Uh -huh. um, the cladding crisis. So many homeowners of high-rise flats have faced crippling costs um, owing to cladding crisis. After, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, um, a couple of years ago, uh, we had a great tragedy in London called the Grenfell Tower tragedy, where these yes. building companies were meant to repair these building blocks um, to high standards, but they, the materials they used were not very good, um, and they were a fire risk. So anyway, a big fireplace and the tower um, was completely destroyed. Many people mm. died. Oh, no. Since then, you know, there's been... Back and forwards with um, legal action taken against councils here in the UK. Whatever happened? Whatever happened to the London bridges that were falling down? Oh, they're, they're still there, so they must have repaired them. Mm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, why, when we were kids, did we saw not... London bridges falling down? What the I hell? Know. What the <laughs> hell? Anyway. I know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're, they're the going to be. Stuff they feed you as a kid. You know, just yeah. Yeah. Mm. And uh, the, the, one of the last things they mentioned is money lessons. Uh, so to help those youngest age, those extra funders for projects supporting new parents, uh, UK-wide programme to improve numeracy skills. Oh, So individuals with poor numeracy face up to £1,600 a year in lost earnings, according to the charity National Numeracy. Wow. Mm. That's interesting. Mm. But yeah, there's a lot more to all of this. This is just like a, a basic rundown of, of the, the things that they wanted to highlight. Um, so there's going to be a lot of changes. And like I said, everybody in the UK has been stressing over this energy thing. I've now noticed that Christmas stocks here on shelves mm. are literally selling out so quickly. These stores are getting them on the shelves and within days two. Oh. Mm, good, good reaction to that one. Wow. Yeah, mm. I know. It's crazy. Wow. So everybody's panic buying, darling. You know, because mm. we've been warned months ago, well, a couple of months ago, hey, Christmas is coming. We've got a shortage of drivers. Goods are not coming into the country. We've got a shortage on fuel. You know, energy prices are rising. We're screwed. Go out and panic buy. Mm. Of course, people are doing it, and it's silly. Do you, you guys don't have – we have Thanksgiving coming up here. Um, it's the big, next big holiday here at the end of yes. November. Yeah. 
It's to celebrate the uh, arrival of America, of, of what would become Americans and the execution of all the Indians that had this country before we mm-hmm. got here. It celebrates that. Yeah, is it on the last Thursday of November? A lot, a lot. Yeah, I I mean, thinking about you know what what they feed you in history here, you know about the arrival of Americans and the friendship with the Indians, which we eventually slaughtered. Um, Yeah, you know, and and you know what's interesting, Um, you know, having you know been a dad watching kids grow up through first and second grade and going through little holiday plays and the reenactments and the cute little things they do and dressing up as pilgrims and the Indians and Christopher Columbus and all this stuff and. They don't yeah. really teach them the actual history. They they learn about that through elective college courses when they're much older about what actually happened then. How do we actually get here? Who are we as Americans and how do we get this country? Yeah, we, we were not, most of us, unless we're indigenous, we were not born here. We're immigrants or, or, or we're descendants of immigrants. Every single person mm. who lives in the United States of America, none of us are from here. Again, except the American Indian. Um, we yeah. took this country over, and we took it. We took this land, and uh, you know we have Thanksgiving and all these things. And and I'm I'm not I'm not criticizing our our being here, but it just you know looking back at what we celebrate as opposed to you know teaching history. And there's been a lot of protest here because more and more millennials and folks are getting out of college now, learning about the you know the facts of of our history and and our ancestry. Um, are, are they're starting these folks who are now you know, becoming parents and so forth are, are going to school boards and school boards and say, hey, I, th- I think we need to teach real history. Or the real, you know, my kids' biggest complaint growing up was they learned about history from every other nation in the world except America until they were way deep into high school. Yeah. And they used to come home from school in third and fourth grade and they're learning the history of Spain, the history of that country, the history of this country. How, how about the history of America, Dad? How come, how come we're not learning about our country? And I never really yeah. thought about it. And then I thought about my own elementary school education, you know, going way back. And maybe, you know, you know I guess you, you were in the school in the U.K., obviously, um, where, um, you know, I, I thought about, you know, wow, Thanksgiving, Columbus Day, America, you know, and what we saw on Indians on TV and is, you know, shopping with bow and arrows, yeah. you know, riding around TPS yeah. town, you know. Um, of course. And that was our depiction of the American Indians, how, how they, yeah. but wait, wait, but we were the invaders, not them. Well, and, and that's and again, I'm not complaining that, but that is our history. It is a yes, fact, of course. Yeah, and it needs to be acknowledged, and it needs to be taught, and early on. Well, you know? as far as I'm aware, from what I've I've learned here, that mm-hmm. um, the American Indians shouldn't really be called Indians because um, they're just the the indigenous Native Americans, and exactly, yes, they got yes. labeled Indians simply because of as I a baseball was, team. They, they got labeled Indians as a result of the baseball team, the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> uh, I think it was. I think it was Christopher Columbus who was heading yes. for India. And he was in search of teas, so he yeah. was aiming for yeah. India, and then ended up in America, and thought, "Oh, yeah. I've landed in India." Saw these natives, yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, look, Indians!" And since right. then, the name stuck. Right. So, you know, when I hear that, I think, "Oh, they must be so offended to be yep. called Indians." You know, and, th- you know? there, you know, that is, yeah, you know, it, it's something when you when you when you really think about it, and it's something that you know, my my kids were conscious of when they were in. Elementary school. I mean, they came literally came home from school and asked, "How come they're not learning about the history of where we live? How, right. come, we're not, how come we're learning?" And as they went through tests, you know, you know, as then become fourth, fifth, sixth grade, you know, they become acclimated to a higher level of education as they get out of the, you know, second, third grade, and they, you're not coloring and you know, learning how to spell dog anymore. Um, you know, they they start learning history and they. As they go into junior high school, you have dedicated history classes, dedicated English classes, and blah blah blah. You're not just in one mm. classroom with a teacher anymore. Um, yeah. And 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 they'd come home with these tests. I remember them studying and helping them study for their history and quizzing them and stuff. But at, but the tests weren't about American history. They were about right. the history of other countries. Yeah. Yeah. How, how come we're not taught American history first and then then explore the, the world? Yes, I mean there's there's so much, isn't there? There's uh, there's quite a stigma when it comes to history being taught in schools because there's there's obviously here in the UK we get taught things about the um, the war, the Holocaust, you know. Um, are, are you taught about the Holocaust battles. in school? Are, are you taught about the Holocaust? Yeah. In, uh, 
Yeah. We're not. See, we are not. We're right. not here. Right, okay. Yeah, no, no, you know, all that and, kind and of thing has been covered. Yeah. You know, it's it's really, you know, not, you just mentioned that. Of course, uh, I'm Jewish, you know, and, and that means a lot to me. And, and But, you know, 11 million people killed by the, the, the Nazis, by, by Hitler, and, and 6 million of them were Jews. But there were 11 million people who were gassed or, or treated mm-hmm. otherwise. Yeah. But, you know, but the fact of the matter is they were after the Jews. Yeah. 6 million Jews were, were gassed and Absolutely, yeah. You know, forced forced to dig their own graves, then shot. You know, um, yeah, and so forth, and used as medical experiments, and, and the horrific list goes on and on and on. So when we we talk yeah. about that in the Holocaust, I mean, of course, our, our uh, you know my kids, I'm not as you know religiously Jewish. I, I don't believe in a god, but but I'm culturally very Jewish. You know, I'm culturally regarding my attachment to the to the history of the of the Jewish people. I don't yeah. know a whole lot about it. I know, I know about the synagogue in my life and blah, blah, blah. You know, we took our kids to what's called a uh, sector uh, synagogue where there was no rabbi. God wasn't really mentioned, but there was, it, was a, it was called the Children's Jewish Folk Show. So it was right. all about the history of, the, of, of being Jewish, you know, from a cultural yeah. sense. And their yeah. bat mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs, which my kids elected not to do, um, were not religious, but rather almost like school book <laughs> reports on various aspects of history or social justice or women, you know, feminist rights. And the only social issues is what these kids got up in front of an auditorium and spoke about like they were in college. You wouldn't believe it. It's unbelievable. My, yeah. my kids said, hey, if I'm going to do that, then I'm going to get school credit for it. I'm, I'm not doing the, the bat mitzvah. That. Fine. I'm not forcing you to either. We yeah. wanted them to, but I, I didn't want them to. But said, no. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. The kind of dad I am. <laughs> Aww. And the kind of mom my wife is, you know, not not just me. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, but it's interesting, the... Uh, you know, the, the arrival of, uh, of Native Americans in North America uh, goes back to like 15,000 B.C. Yeah. You, isn't incredible. that something? Oh, incredible. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I've always felt it's, some sort of connection with them, and I don't know why or what it is, but, you know, I, I love mm-hmm. how peaceful they are, what they do for their land and their people and everyone in general, because then they're not an, an abusive mm. um, race at all. And mm-hmm. they're some of the most amazing people you could ever meet. And, you know, I just love, I love their whole, I don't know, the way they, they live, their culture, you know. I mean, I, mm. there's, there's a huge amount I don't know about them. So for me to say, oh, yeah, I love everything about them would be very ignorant of me. I'm going to sit here mm. and say that. But there's what I have heard and seen and, you know, been a witness of, I really do mm-hmm. appreciate the type of people they are. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I'm, yeah. just really, I'm just really Im- Im- impressed to a high degree with your education system, what, what, what you and, and your fellow countrymen and women um, were, were taught and what the subjects matter was, was decided upon in your early education. Because uh, yeah. we, we talked about that, you know, things, little things here, little things there, you know, during this whole adventure together. Um, mm-hmm. And whenever you talk about your upbringing and your education and things you learned and how, uh, I'm like, man, you know, um, I mean, I'm a product of the education system here in this country. And it's, it's a damn good one. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's a very yeah, damn good one, one I'm very proud of. Um, but but still, when I when I think about, you know, when, you're, when a mind, a child's mind is forming and the perceptions of the world are, are beginning to come together and how um, and they're taught, uh, you know, the arrival of Christopher Cross um, in 1492. No, no, what am I saying? Christopher Cross is <laughs> <laughs> Sailing, take me away. Do, 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 do. That was Christopher Cross. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Who was this? Uh, Christopher Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, yeah, I don't know. But everybody day. thinks he was he was British, but he wasn't. He was um, European. Um, he came from uh, a different country. I'm trying to remember the name of the country now that he originated from. Estonia. Oh, he kind of swirled, like whizzed around. Transylvania. Went around like a Tasmanian devil, <laughs> uh, <laughs> causing chaos in his wake. I don't know. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. See, the, history was never my strong point in school. You know, back in the day when I was growing up, I had so much interesting creative arts and things like that. I was not very much an academic. I was more of a creative soul. So things like geography and history was never my strong points. I had no real interest in them and it was only when I was starting to get older and appreciating so much more of what was going on in life and what happened in the past I was like wow 
wow, why didn't I like this at school? You know, back then I was too cool mm. for it. And, you know, but it, over the years, you know, you picked up bits of information. You've seen things on TV and documentaries and things like that. And it's, it's um, awesome to learn all these wonderful things where we, as a species, came from and the types of things we've experienced. And um, so, yeah. Uh, Christopher Columbus, although everybody thinks I should know more about him because they assume he's is British through and true, he's actually European, and I think he spent a lot of time in the UK before, you know, doing business and things like that mm-hmm. before um, heading off to other parts of the world to try and conquer business in that sense as well. So, um, mm. yeah, I mean, uh, I've got a big beef with the education system, though, Andy. I mean, there's a mm. lot of history in this world that we're not taught in schools. Uh, let me especially when this. it comes to black culture and things like that. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this. Uh, and that, you know, they're talking about well, that's another whole show, which we should probably do um, in itself, talking about uh, uh, cancel culture and and, and mm. racial theory, whatever it's called. I don't even know. You know what I'm talking about. The, yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't know what all that's about, but I guess we should learn and talk about it because it is. In the... Anyway, um, yeah. The, um, do you remember. Um, Oh, I was about to say, um, what was I going to say? I wish somebody would shut him the fuck up. Well, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> oh, that's harsh. Come on, man. He's trying, he's trying. Really? <laughs> I know. I mean, listen to me when I was trying to talk and speak about the news, and I'm tripping over my words and pronouncing things wrong. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> it's okay. We're we're human. We, we make yes. mistakes. We, you know, we make. <laughs> this is a free-flowing show. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was it was the European colonization of America. I mean, that's you know. Yes. So oh, no, Columbus was from Spain. Yes, there you go, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I remember that. I, I remember that history. I remember the history, and I also remember from being in Spain and all the plazas. It's, I don't know if you were in Madrid, but Plaza de España, the big one, the, the, the Plaza de Columbus. You know, there's a lot of mm. a lot of big Columbus memorials and statues there to celebrate. Yeah. You know, Columbus. Yeah. So when and you that's think the about thing the colonies, as well. Yes, sorry. Go on, go on, well. sweetheart. What were you no, going to say? The, uh, but we think about, just from what I recall, yeah. that you know, most of the colonies, they weren't called states back then. I remember playing George Washington in a second grade play. Oh, my God, it just came back to me. Anyway, um, <laughs> they did play in front of me. And I, yeah, I got, you know. Anyway, oh. um, yeah, I was the lead in this play, and they were like, wow. Was, I remember that. I remember that. Oh, anyway, no, I had my I had my uh, my white hair wig on and the three triangle hat, you know, the, the whole George Washington outfit yeah. and thing. I remember some uh-huh. of my lines. I remember. Oh, really? I remember my yeah, like this one. Only on the Andy and Amanda show. Oh no, no. But um, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Very true. Very true. But where you know, I guess most of the colonies, as they were called, not states, were formed after like what, you know, sometime after 1650 or 1600, somewhere in there, somewhere in there. Yeah. I yeah. But um, the, it was the first nation. When you think about it, just think about it for a second. The first nation whose most distant origins as to where we came from, well, you know, where where we actually immigrated from, are, are fully recorded. Yeah, and that and that we we know that we did not ex- accept indigenous populations, as you said earlier. Mm-hmm. We know we did not come from here, and we we can we can all look at our at our roots and say, "Well, I'm Irish. I'm German. I'm I'm Russian, Romanian. I'm whatever it is." Um, yeah, right. So yeah, so we are the very first nation when you think about it. Who who actually recorded where we came where we came to occupy the land that we have? Yeah, I guess we, so. And we, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and the and the first colonies were were British colonies, right? They, right, that's what the Revolutionary War was about. Along they the say Atlantic. That. Yes, they say that. But I guess if you really think about it, where the UK, um, Great Britain. Has a lot of uh, history. We also document that most of our settlers here, or the people in the UK, came from Europe. So we had people from like Rome, Greece, you know, all those all those countries, Spain, France, Germany. The, the list goes on. So we had to come over here and and, and settle here in the UK. 
And that was hundreds of years ago, hundreds of years, thousands of years ago. So if they were coming from Europe, no one truly in the UK is, is British. So if the British went and colonized America and other countries, then, hey, we're all European at some point, you know? Um, so no, it's the way I see things, apart from maybe places like Africa, but then I should imagine that has its, its mix as well of, of people from Europe. I don't know. Um, I'm not very educated when it comes to Africa's history, unfortunately, and that's so sad to say. But mm. uh, we've got various countries in this world that have that mixture of, of, of European um, people. So mm-hmm. who can truly say, I'm British, I'm American, I'm this, I'm that? We can't because uh, mm-hmm. all our ancestors came from all different places. So when we have these debates and arguments with each other about countries against countries, like, really? Have you checked well, your... In your blood you know what, let me let me assist and think back when you were yeah you know, when you're going through elementary school I mean way way back think you know what was it way back I don't want to take you, it, it, you know. no it feels way back yeah. believe me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were you taught about the Revolutionary War and, and the separation of the United States. You remember, or how how was that presented to you? That's kind of interesting. Oh I've never asked that before to somebody from Goodness, from the UK. Andy. I've got to try and remember this. Um, like I said, I had no real interest in history back then, so I was kind of just taking bits and pieces in. The way it was mm-hmm. portrayed was that we literally just went over and, and colonized the US. You know, we were trying to do business there and, and try and mm-hmm. take over the land. I mean, no matter how you write it or make it sound pretty, the truth mm-hmm. is the truth. That's what we did. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think there, there wasn't any arrogance in the way it was presented to us as children of, of what mm-hmm. happened. They just gave mm-hmm. you the facts as they were. You know, this is what mm-hmm. happened. This is what we did. Um, I can't remember much, in all honesty, about any kind of uh, conflict or anything that happened surrounding those circumstances. Um, but... I got to say that the way our history is presented here in the UK, there doesn't seem to be any kind of ism or, you know, mm-hmm. any attack on other cultures. Even when they talked about Hitler in the war, everything mm-hmm. was presented in the most respectful way. Um, mm-hmm. He wasn't seen or portrayed to us children as the devil in disguise or, you know, this mm-hmm. barbaric man, but the circumstances mm-hmm. were barbaric. So that's mm-hmm. how we were taught about the situation and of mm. course you you gain your own opinion you see these tragic of things course. that are being presented to you through video and slides and all that kind of stuff and you think oh my god this this mm-hmm. happened this mm. world allowed this to happen and you grow up as a kid thinking oh my god and so you build your own opinion on a monster of a man and you know the the tragic circumstances and unfortunately no matter how you document things sometimes they can be May, you can make somebody look really awful or you yeah. can make somebody look like a hero. And mm-hmm. um, I can't really compare it to your educational system. I mean, there's been conflicts online with Americans mm-hmm. and the British arguing over the war, what happened in the war those years ago. I'm like, come on now. <laughs> Bang your heads <laughs> well, together. Get a well, life. I, well, I got to tell you, thank, thanks to the former administration, there's been uh, – you know, talk here. I mean, people are still carrying Confederate flags in the United States of America here in yeah. 2021. You remember yeah. the march on, on on the Capitol building in, in January 6th and all the people carrying Confederate flags and, and having yeah. a president of the United States stand up and, and, and declare that uh, that racists and, and white supremacists were very fine people. Um, right. You know, and and the division. Okay. You know, we we we're going back into a civil war here with that administration. Yes. I mean, and that's a fact. I mean, that, that that's not my conjecture. That's not my opinion. That's that's a fact. Mm. Um, miserable. But you're talking about you know people online having these discussions, and and this is it's interesting because the internet as a medium has just really opened up. You know, all these oh, you know, yeah. avenues for people to express who they are and how they feel. And a lot of that yeah. has to do with their foundation, with the environment they grew up in, how they were educated, what kind of parents they had. And, yes. and you know, who are we? You know, when you're, when you're a baby, when you're just born, you know nothing until, you, until somebody tells you something. And yes. somebody could tell you something, and it could be a lie, but you believe it because they told it to you. As, as a baby, you have zero. You have a blank slate ahead of you. There is nothing there. Yeah. There's nothing there. Then people yeah. educate you, and however they educate you becomes the truth. Be- 
right? Yes. And then not yes. only they educate you, but then when they educate you in the same class with others and all this, as we talked before, all this agreement is created. And that's how a lot of truths and stories, which aren't based on truth, become a reality. When we have yes. a lot of agreement amongst a large population, that becomes the truth. Yeah, this is very you know, true. We, we can apply that to many things, to somebody telling a baby for the very first time that there's a God, from somebody telling a baby for the first time that 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 uh, that uh, cigarettes are bad for you. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it does get silly, and I understand that, you know, it is important to look back to see where we came from and what happened, but when mm-hmm. there's legit arguments over something that's already been and gone that has no valid presence, Mm-hmm. In the here and now, it doesn't make a, mm-hmm. a difference. You know, mm-hmm. what's the point in just literally tearing each other apart yeah, over it? I mean, yeah. the Americans—no disrespect. I I love you guys so much. They, from what I've witnessed online and what I've heard from other people with their interactions with American people regarding various subjects in our culture and our histories mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. there's always been this kind of egoic battle going on. With mm-hmm. you know uh, America being the, the the biggest and best country in the whole world, and everybody should look up to them and you know mm-hmm. see them as the best. And you know if you argue any different, then you know you're a waste of space, you're trash, you know all this kind of thing. So mm-hmm. when you know there's these battles going on talking about what happened in the war, about the Americans swooped in and saved the day, it's like yeah you you you'd all be dead now if it wasn't for the Americans. It's like well come on now, we fought mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. Ninety percent of that war without you, and then the Americans came in in the last bit to help us get through that last hurdle. And yes, mm-hmm. the war was won, and we're extremely grateful to you guys mm-hmm. for helping us with that. But there's mm-hmm. that whole arrogance, you know, from both sides. We're as guilty of it as people in the U.S. But mm-hmm. there seems to be this whole egoic culture within um, the U.S. that you know you must honor and. Wave that flag with pride. You get taught that from a very early age to, you know, um, look up to the flag and, and all this kind of thing. And we do have that aspect here in the UK, but it's nothing compared to what it is in the US. And I can see how much there's a huge divide in the US from over some of the things that are, are enforced. And I think Trump is a classic example of the ego side of the US. He, well, he represents yeah, perhaps what yeah, happened that side. Is that what we did uh, brought it about. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and there's, there's people here, we're just as guilty of it. It's just mm-hmm. we present it in a different way. We don't, we don't force it in people's faces. We're, we're more of a reserved kind of, um, I don't know, uh, people see us as quite snobby and, you know, up our own ass and smart asses. Because we're reserved and we have our opinion, and it's a quite sharp. It's to the point. Whereas yeah. you know, in you know, people in the U.S. Yeah. are very different in that sense, and so that's where we, yeah. we our cultures clash. And yeah, I, I um, find you know. I found the you know I've been to Europe several times, and only to the U.K. once um, uh, last November. No, November before last. Let me say two years ago. Um, and uh, and I just loved. I, I just thought it was just the people and the whole environment, the experience of being being in London was just. Absolutely loved it, and I, I was supposed to go back and do some music there, oh. and do a record at Abbey Road, and and that all got postponed. Yeah. And hopefully, it'll happen over the spring and summer. But anyway, um, I, I uh, I've always had a uh, since my first travels to Europe, uh, just a tremendous amount of admiration for the the culture and the people of of, of the European continent. You know, of where you are, the whole yeah. continent from. You know. Um, it's it just that there's so much history there. There's so much ingrained history. It's like you folks oh, have been there yeah. and done that, you know, and it's so deep. It's not necessarily what you learn in the classroom. It's just the culture that is manifested over a long period of time that is ingrained, yeah. in, I think, in a large part of the population. Absolutely. Um, here we are. We've been in this country just over 200 years, whatever it is, and we think, oh, <laughs> you guys have been there for thousands of years. You know, yeah. look at the history, look at the architecture, look at the buildings, look at, it's amazing, it's amazing. Um, yes, it's, it really yeah. is, and, you know, I've heard, you know, I, I've seen so many people and heard so many conversations where if, if Trump had won in 2020, that there would have been a mass exodus. <laughs> no. You guys would have been, oh, you, thought, you, th- you think we got immigration problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know how much of an exodus it would have been, but I know people that, that say we're, we're moving up to Canada or we're, you know, we're, um, you know, we're, you know, doing something, you know, moving, going to, going to get a boat, going out to sea or moving to Europe or, or Sweden, you know, education system in Sweden is Switzerland supposed to be extraordinary, you know, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, uh, that yeah. didn't happen. Trump didn't win. We're, we're, we're kind of waiting the ship now, so to speak. Um, speaking of which, speaking of which, um, Joe Biden's soon to be signed $1 trillion infrastructure bill. Remember we talked about briefly on Friday. Um, yeah. It's the, um, boy, that was direly needed, man. Um, a big political score, a big win, and a vindication of his entire creed, I think, of politics uh, is, has, has happened. Um, but it's on its own, on its own merit. It seems that, you know, because the election was just over, you know, a, a year ago, and it seems that right now about – let me shoot the numbers if I can find it quickly. Drum roll, please. Over the weekend. Do, 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 do. 58, 58% of Americans say that President Joe Biden hasn't paid enough attention to the nation's most important problems, which uh, most people look at as being the economy, but a lot of the issues with the economy uh, have to do with uh, recovery from the uh, SARS virus, from COVID, you know? And, uh, yeah. and pe- people don't seem to, okay, you know, and, and we think about what this country did in terms of relief, you know, providing the country with, with checks in the mail, um, trying to you know, help them through the, this, um, you know, remember that, folks. And, um, and even, you know, even when Trump was, was in office as well. Um, but, uh, you know, more than a third of Americans um, think that the economy is the most pressing problem. Hmm. Right. And among the group that sees it that way, 72 percent. Um, state that Biden hasn't been attentive to the right issues, and when you look at the uh, so so but so you look at hmm, so thirty percent or actually it's like twenty some percent who consider the coronavirus pandemic the nation's top problem, and, and it kind of is, you know the yeah I mean the economy's you know that's, what's on our bank you know how what you know what can I afford to go out and eat can I can I go on a vacation can I go on a trip can I buy a bigger house can I do A B C D whatever it is whatever you want to kind of live. Better, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. If we're under, if we're, if we face the potential of death or sickness, yeah, yeah, as a result of going outside and being with others, there's not going to be an economy. So, so yeah. we got to, you know, so you know, it's a very small minority of people right now, according to polls. I don't know if this is true. All right, you know, take polls with a grain of salt. But let's just suppose it is true, just just for the sake of it. Twenty percent consider the coronavirus pandemic the nation's top problem. Right. Right. So, within that population, almost eighty percent. I think it's like seventy-nine to be exact. But anyway, let's just say eighty percent in that subset say that Biden has had the right priorities. Twenty-one percent of that of that of that twenty percent. Right, twenty-one percent of that percent say that he did not have the right priorities. So, what that really means is that you know you go over numbers and polls. What what it really means is that that you know Biden is not real popular right now. He's not as unpopular as Trump. I don't I don't think we'll ever, I don't think we'll ever see those low numbers again unless Trump gets back in office. I don't see that happening. But uh, yeah. Um, but but Biden is, you know, I think his heart is in there. You know, we, we talked about this, I think, in the middle of yeah. last week's shows. I forget which one. But Biden is uh, he's stumbling right now. Um, but I think this infrastructure bill is going to um, to pave the way, hopefully, uh, and, and you know, show some progress. And, and it's not just him. You know, he campaigned on, on, on building back America, you know, and bringing us back up to speed with some other parts of the world, you know, in terms of technology, in terms of – you know, the, the railroads and bridges and airports and, um, you know, um, high, you know, and, and the electro oh, within this bill, within the bill is um, the funding to build hundreds of thousands of electric car charging stations across the country. Right. Yay. Yay. Yes. Um, That's I, we'll, great. We'll go over some of the aspects. I actually had this whole thing, but we don't have time to go over it right now. But what maybe yeah. Wednesday I'll, I'll, I'll itemize what was on this bill because it's pretty cool. It's very, very cool, and I think we should just at least mention it. Do you know who Tucker, Tuck, uh, Tucker Carlson is, the commentator on, on Fox News? I don't know if you know. He's a conservative buffoon. 
Um, yes. One, yes. Right. Um, I think we played some sound clips from him in the past here and there. We try to avoid them, but um, he actually uh, he actually said that he, much like me, <laughs> but he commented, huh? I didn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that he never. <laughs> I just played dumb. Um, he he. Uh, never figured out what critical race theory actually is, despite talking about it for months. Mm. So imagine if I okay. was doing critical race theory and talking about that, and I never really knew what it was, as opposed to me just saying on the show, like I did, you know, half hour ago, that I don't know what the hell it really is. But anyway, what is that they're teaching? Is, should they be teaching that? I don't know. What is it? You know, I don't know. But um, um but anyway, he said, yeah, you know, so he, said, he was poo-pooing it, talking about it for months, and he uh, actually then came forth and admitted that he never really even knew what it was, even though he criticized it. Right. Amazing. Okay. So let's get down to more serious things. Remember Rod Jeremy? Ron Jeremy? Yes. The porn yes. actor? Yeah. Uh, yes. His, his indictment includes 30 sex assault counts. Oh, my been, goodness. Been, he's in jail for $6.6 million since his arrest in June. The porn actor? How can a porn actor have 30 sex assault counts? I mean, isn't he getting uh, enough already? <laughs> you, you know, isn't that amazing? <laughs> yes. I'm stunned by that. Yeah. As you can tell from my squeaky voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, that's why I mentioned it. And it's, it's on our website. It's for the, for the today's show. Actor Ron Jeremy indicted over 20, 30 sex assault counts. Jeremy has been held in jail for $6.6 million since his arrest in June 2020. Wow, that's mm. crazy. Mm. I'm just stunned how a porn star who's having sex all the time yes. then finds it in him to a, a, a sexually assault 30 people, or, or 30 times. Yeah, and, and for, uh, from ages, I think, ages 17 to 40 or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ron, anyway. why are you playing out, dude? Come on now. Uh, isn't it weird? Isn't it crazy? Man, oh, man. That is. That, that's just... So bizarre. Mm. Wow. But I guess that's no different than a police officer, you know, you know, going out and doing his thing and then, you know, attacking other people. No, no, actually, no, it doesn't even fall into the same kind of example. No, ignore that. Scrap that. I was trying to think. That would might leave in the minds of some of our viewers and listeners uh, a connotation of uh, which uh, would be inaccurate. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Dick. Thank you, Dick. I yeah. watched that movie yeah. last night, actually, based on a, a police officer who had this um, obsession with a, a younger girl. They got into a relationship. It's based on a true story. Mm. Um, only mine, I think, is called. Mm. And uh, I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize it was a true story. And then, you know, they kind of like reenacting like the whole case, like uh, speaking to a reporter and um, mm-hmm. actually telling the story as well at the same time. Very mm. interesting, but that's ridiculous. No, you just reminded me of that. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> unbelievable. Not bad movie. On a, Not on bad a, movie. On a um, positive note regarding the the uh, pandemic, um, the U.S. has lifted the travel ban and it's opening doors to visitors now. Yes. And yes. Okay. Well, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Mexico, Canada, Europe. Uh, so uh, passengers uh, will be able to, you know, travelers will be able to be passengers and be tourists and make yeah. up. Uh, Long delayed trips um, to see family members and so forth. Also, that would include our friend uh, Mark Lester, who played the part of Oliver, who said he'd like to come over here for Thanksgiving to see his family, his wife's family in Texas, and come to LA. And hopefully, we'll get together. Maybe you want to bring him on yes. the show, man. Have him come over. Let's do the show from here. I want to maybe. Hold, anyway, I want to put that connection back together. Um, he's a great guy. We talked about having him back on, and uh, uh, I want to get hold of him and um, and uh, and make that happen. He's a, he's a, you know, it's been months. We keep talking about having Mark back on the phone, on the on the show, so you, via phone versus, or somehow internet connection. So last time he was on, he had a problem with his computer. I remember, and it was kind of tough. But. Absolutely, yeah, we had that feedback issue, didn't we? But it was such yeah, a great interview. Someone, really yeah, was. let's we'll remedy that. And Mark Lester, for those of you who don't know, played the part of Oliver when he was eight years old as a kid in the movie Oliver, um, and it's been a favorite oh, what a of ours. And yeah, we've talked about it a, a lot here on the, on the I'd show. I'd love because... to watch that again. So would I. Really would. It's been yeah. so long, Andy. So so long since been. I've seen it. I can't remember the last time I saw it. It's many, many, many years ago. I wow. have the VHS tape. I don't have a VHS player hooked up anymore. You do? <laughs> wow. I have, the VHS, I have the actual movie. Yeah, I, I, I have the movie, Oliver. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. 
Oh yeah, I watched I, it. My 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 oldest yeah. watched it many 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 times when she was a toddler. She knew every line in the movie and would act it out. I used to play Mr. Bumble and and walk through my living room <laughs> singing "One Boy Boy for Sale." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if I got a, God forbid I get a line wrong. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> you know what? I've yeah, as a matter of fact, you know the funny story right. is, yeah. um, you know, I had explained. She thought that the um, it was Karen. You know, all those kids were kids, and that was happening now. Mm. And I said, "My God, you no! Know, uh, th- this was filmed in 1968, and we're talking about you know 1997 uh, or eight or nine. I guess it must have been 19, must have been about 2000 or 2001 or two. I guess was she that old? How old was she that? Anyway, earlier 2000s. Um, but regardless. Um, you know, I I told her that um, you know these kids are are older. They're they're dads now with kids that age. You know, they're all they're all you know dads now. Uh, like like I have you. They have kids of their own. As a matter of fact, let's look up some names on the casting list. Let's see who's in that and and Google them and see if we can find them. And oh, then we so actually cool. in doing that we kind we found Mark Lester. And I remember saying saying to him this on the show when he was like, "Wow, flattered." I remember sending him an email, um, and he responded like the next day, mm. and, and said, yeah. "You know how 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 you know how he was so was so flattered, and to be remembered is something that happened in his words such a long time ago." And I remember yeah. telling him about that on the show too. And he was like, "You know, yeah, I remember I sent you an email, and you emailed back when my when my daughter was just a toddler. And it was like, wow, oh my God, Mark Lester emailed Aww. us. Wow, <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? It's such a wonderful yeah. feeling. It really yeah, and is. the fact that he took the time to do it, you know, I mean, he, yeah. you know, that I mean, that movie was adored by so many, you know, yeah, by so many. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, What I was going to say to you is uh, one of the things I have on VHS that I still have, it's in in a box wrapped up very Mm -hmm. carefully in the attic, Mm -hmm. is uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller music video. They made it like a a movie, they? Yes, I have that on VHS. And I've never got mm. rid of it. I just I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to to let it go. It's just incredible. Mm. And uh, whether it plays or not, I don't know whether it's deteriorated. I have no clue. But it was so freaking cool. And do you remember those those um, toys they had? They that you put the you, it's like a red plastic device. Okay, that looks like binoculars, and you mm. put them up to your eyes, and you could put slides. You slot the slides in the top. And it's got like a little button on the side that you flick down and it scrolls through each picture on the slide. Mm. And they did them, they were huge over in the UK back in the 80s. Oh, of course uh, I remember them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course I remember them. Yeah. I yeah, remember yeah, having yeah. like yeah. Scooby Doo yeah. slides. I had yeah, I remember the Michael Jackson well. thriller slides. Oh, wow. You know, the scenes from Thriller when he mm-hmm. changes into that kind of zombie looking thing, even though mm-hmm. those, those pictures used to scare the crap out of me, I couldn't help but look at them. <laughs> I was mm. so drawn to that that whole little movie music video thing. It was incredible. I wish I didn't get rid of that. Actually, I think I did. That sucks. I remember them. I remember them well. Yeah. God, bringing back all these memories of early childhood education and toys and movies back. That makes it, man. You know. They you know. Love it. it. It was a good. It was a good. It was a good world back then. And not that it isn't now, but. Um, I know what you mean. Uh, you know, There's I, more I, innocence I, in the world. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you know, culture is what culture is, and people are exposed to what's out there. But the only thing I can say, without demeaning it, is we didn't have rap music. We didn't have, you know, just the things that are. There was no internet, of course, you know, and it, the world just seemed to be in a better place in many respects. Not that the internet is bad, so you know, just yeah. It was I a think different it world. Did, but I think where we have the internet now, we're hearing about all the things that probably existed back then. It's just thrown yeah. in our faces now. Because we yeah. lived in our kind of our own bubble then, didn't we? Because we didn't have mobile phones in, intruding on mm-hmm. our every moment. We didn't have the, the internet to hear about every bad thing that's going on in the world. We just had the news reports on TV that at a certain time every day that you would hear about, you know, certain things going on in your, your town or your city mm-hmm. or your country and that was it really and mm-hmm. then you had that that glorious bubble back again and it was beautiful i miss those days i really do miss yeah. that, that innocence 
you know it's just so chaotic now everything's faster moving everything's more intense you know it's more intrusive it's hard trying to find peace amongst these current times and i think it's so important that we do so yeah speaking oh, of which, you know, even things like those like you still <laughs> serial killers and and people go out and, and you know and, and school shootings and all this i mean it, it just didn't yeah. happen it was wasn't even you know, no. it just wasn't you know and, and just like recently there was a serial killer in uh, in uh, missouri um, Kansas. That was a. Uh, uh, he was busted. Authorities on a federal weapons charge on Friday. Um, this guy is 25 years old, uh, and he killed several women. Um, he, uh, I think uh, they may have been sex workers. I'm not really sure, but you know, it mm-hmm. was it put everybody up in arms a little bit because you got this guy going around just killing women, you know, shooting them, shooting them. Yeah. And yeah. One was a teenager. You know, one was a teen, and they and they found oh, this guy, twenty five year old kid guy, and I don't know if he's been charged with anything yet, but they know that oh, he had the gun that was used in the killings, and so they assume that that was the guy. Um, yeah. But you know, you just didn't things like that, and that, that's recent. I'm just bringing that up, but you just didn't have to the degree. Anyway, I, I don't know if yeah. you just didn't have that. It just we had, we had other issues, you know, we had other problems, you know, but 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 some of which we still have today, uh, you know, but. You know, it's just a, a different yeah, world. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And you could argue, was, does everything that we're exposed to now fuel the very things that we, you know, we already had, but just intensifying mm-hmm. everything? Uh, are people's energies feeding off all this chaos and negativity in the world now that it's, it's, it's too much for people's minds and they're therefore committing more and more uh, crimes and all these uh, atrocious things that are going on in the world? Is, is that feeding into it somehow? I think that's an interesting, mm. you know thing mm-hmm. to look at um or question yeah yeah because everything has gotten yeah. so much more intense yeah wow yeah, andy we got like a minute 40 seconds whoa whoa <laughs> incredible man we're just talking you know, it's kind of funny this this time around it's kind of you know we we never know where this and, and i guess at this point whoever is listening is listening either listening live and not calling in which is i know we have People listening in, but most of the folks listening are, you know, this is this show's long done. It's not a live show anymore. Um, our live number, if you want to join us any Monday, Wednesday, or Friday from 3 p.m. to about 4, sometimes 4:30, um, by dialing 515-605-9888. You're welcome to join the show. It is a live show and then stream later as a podcast, but it is a live radio show and Block Talk Radio. And we do welcome you to come aboard. We never know what we're going to uh, talk about. It's not scripted. It's raw. It's unrehearsed. Uh, we talk about news. We, we we have a lot of fun. We talk about we talk about sex a lot and relationships, which is all no. And we and we talk about politics and we talk about spirituality and, and we have a lot of great guests on the show. My gosh, the guest list and we have a lot of great guests coming up too in the near future. Oh yes, um, that reminds yeah. me. Wednesday we've got two mm-hmm. guests coming on the show. We've got. Go and talk about that. Pete, yeah, who are they? Costic Leon. And um, we've got Val McAdoo coming on, talking about their their new movie. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Cool. And then we also have yeah. uh, the, the uh, postponed appearance of Kevin Michaels with the, char- the top charting hit country song, um, Down in Georgia. Uh, let's Google that. Uh, you know, Spotify that tune. My, I can't get it out of my head. Uh, it's a great song. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, what a show! It's been kind of fun just talking about history and kids and growing up and education and a little bit of the news and what a fun show this has been, man! It's always a great time getting together with you on here, and we're eight thousand miles away. We've never met. We're doing this show now over three hundred episodes into the Andy Amanda Show on Coast to Coast, um, and now that the show is actually officially over, I guess I guess we need to say goodbye. We'll see you Wednesday, and uh, and you can have the honors of doing that. Ah, thank you so much. So. <laughs> So on behalf of my amazing co-host Andy Kimball in California, Hollywood, myself, Amanda Love here in the UK, thank you so much, and more importantly to our listeners for joining us and supporting us. We love you guys. Join us on Wednesday. It's going to be a lot of fun with our guests about that new movie we're going to be talking about. It's going to be great. You take care of yourselves. We love you, okay? Yes, we'll see you, folks. Thanks for listening, and we're going to close out the show with a guitar demo I did for Taylor Guitars that was recorded and uh, it's kind of fun it's, it's a big splash on TikTok right now and it's just uh, Andy, it's just me uh, just having fun improvising the guitar and I figured why not close the show up with that I'll just this little clip of it but uh, here we go we'll see you Wednesday folks fantastic, bye